is episode 759 for October 2022, and you're listening to the Spider-Man Crawl Space Podcast, and I'm your host, Brad Douglas. That opening song is from a musician called Corey Middleton on Facebook, doing a guitar cover of the Spider-Man theme song. Great version. Absolutely love it. Uh, check it out on YouTube. Uh, before we get to this episode, thanks to the Patreon members, patreon.com slash crawlspace. They had this episode for about three weeks before I'm releasing it to the public. It's one of the many perks that they get by being a Patreon member, so log on to patreon.com slash crawlspace. All right, on with the reviews. Hey, crawlspacers, welcome to our ASM review show. Let's introduce who we have on the panel. We have our buddy Mike. What's going on, Mike? Hey, Brad, I have a question. Yes, sir. If we start humming the X-Men theme song from the cartoon, would we get basically <laughs> would we get uh, copyright struck? No, 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 no. Let's find yeah, out okay, right now. Yeah. I love so, that. Little sneak, little sneak preview of what's to come, I think, in the review show for one, at least for yeah, one. Yeah, this of is the X-Men crawl space right here. Uh, we're mm-hmm. on the island of Krakoa being confused. So yep. we'll talk about that in just a little bit. Speaking <laughs> of someone uh, confused quite often, we have JR. What's going on, JR? Well, hello, <laughs> boys and girls. I am in the midst of my religious conversion. Uh, <laughs> you know, I have uh, been in uh, deep contemplation and meditation uh, as I assume my new responsibilities. What are they? Well, I'm high priest to the Church of Paul. Oh, the Church of Paul. Yes, and, yes, and, yes. And, and, in, in Paul, we trust, right? Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Instead of yeah. suck at JR, it's suck at Chi Town, all right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's nice to have somebody else to yell suck it to, you know. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and we also have Tyler. What's going on, Tyler? Hey. How are you, buddy? What do we got on tonight? We, is that a ASM 317 shirt? Oh, yeah, it's the McFarland. The yep. McFarland with all the symbiote on it. Yeah. Good looking shirt. I love it. Mm-hmm. And we have, looks like a Marvel legend lizard over your shoulder. Yeah. Classic Ditko. Classic. Di- wait a minute. Wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. Is that Stegron? Is no, that Steg? No, this is Armadillo. <laughs> oh, oh like Armadillo. Okay. <laughs> oh, George will be ticked about that. Yeah. I just saw a Look, foot. I thought it was. Thought they'll it was make, dark. they'll make a Stegron eventually a new one. <laughs> they mm-hmm. should. They should. Make they, will. Look, they will. They will. If we got Armadillo, we're going to get Stegron. I know. Come on. Swarm <laughs> Armadillo. Just waiting to happen. We also have Sarah. What's going on, Sarah? How are you? Oh, I'm so fantastic. I've been like staring at this new book I got all day. Oh, look at that movie, ASM 100. You got it at a Las Vegas convention, you said? Yeah, there was a convention over the this past weekend, and it's called Amazing Comic Con. And I yeah. went to Spider Punk, of course, and yeah. um, asked like every single comic booth that was there if they had Amazing Spider Man 100 found one and got it for $120. Ooh, that's a good price. That's a classic mm-hmm. too. Is it, it looks like it's in good shape too. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah, it's in pretty if good memory shape. serves. Is that the one where he gets the six arms at the end? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 There you go. It's a classic. Mm-hmm. And someone I am very happy to talk to in 2022. I've missed her a lot. We haven't seen her on the show since uh, the Christmas gift exchange. We have George. No, I'm just kidding. We have Ashley. <laughs> What's going on, Ashley? How are you? Hey, you I'm great. Um, I'm starting to realize the little prank you pulled on me with uh, assigning me issue number 903. And yeah, that... you haven't been reading for a while. And let's give you a crappy X-Men book. <laughs> yeah, and so I, I stayed true to my word. And I'm like, you know what? 
I haven't, you know, for various reasons, haven't been able to catch up with Spider-Man at all, at all, all year. So I'm like, you know, it'll be really funny instead of um, cramming however many issues of Spider-Man to uh, catch up in the past year that I've missed out on. I'm just going to go into this completely without context. Um, And of course, Brad gives me the, uh, the (laughs) random crossover (laughs) issue. Well, not, not to worry. I mean, in terms of the last couple issues, I mean, there hasn't been much context because mystery box. So, don't worry, we're, we're, yeah. we're just as confused. <laughs> well, you know, they always say an issue is someone's first, and by God, mm-hmm. we're going to test that theory tonight, all right? <laughs> yeah. We sure did. <laughs> We've got the people in chat saying, uh, Mr. Comics, hey, Crawl Spacers, I enjoyed bo- both books, more one more than the other. Um, let's see. Our friend B. Rich from Kansas City is watching. Uh, no Paul tonight, Jr. I'm with Shy Town. He doesn't want any <laughs> Paul comments. Uh, Gary starts singing the theme song from the front. Yeah, whoa! I, I shouldn't. Uh, shouldn't have Paul save Mary Jane at the end of nine oh three. Britton says, "Hey guys, glad we could catch the new show. All hail the Church of Jr." Says Gary in the Frozen. Uh, in Paul, we trust. My first time watching the Paul Space podcast live. Thank you, Alan. This is amazing because I have no idea who Paul is. Ah, it's, no, we don't either, actually. Actually, it's the dude that Mary Jane has two kids with. What? Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah. <laughs> what? Well, that'll make you go on a back I was here. Here's the thing. We don't, at the end of we end the kids. We're not about the sure. responsibility thing, but okay, I was more on the mark than I thought. You got a couple kids. Yeah. One looks just like her. Uh, we have AJB yeah. says Sarah. Uh, let's see. They could have at least given you a deal and sold the ASM for a hundred bucks. Yeah, that's true. You could have gotten a hundred for a hundred, but I think you got a good deal. Um, let's see. Hey, hey, uh, JR, does your church need a bishop? Well, we're talking about X-Men, so might as well just talk about Bishop while we're here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Hornacek loves Ashley's reaction to Mary Jane has a couple kids with a dude named Paul. <laughs> Technically, and here's the thing. Technically, we're not even sure if they're actually even Paul's kids. We we're not even sure if they are kids. So I that doubt say we don't really know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so um, on the cover of issue, what is it? Nine hundred two. I always get the number. Issue mm-hmm. eight. Nine hundred two. It has Spider Man on a goblin glider, and I wonder who is going to review that issue. <laughs> By God, Jr. Haven't you been wanting this for years, Me? Norman? To be on a glider on a cover, and Norman helping Spidey. Well, no, uh, but uh, but <laughs> no, I mean, uh, but uh, well, well, we'll just see how it works. You know, all right. We'll take, see how take it works. Me through it, Jr. All right, all right, <clears throat> all right, all right. Okay, boys and girls. Now, last issue, we know that the Vulture's granddaughter. Uh, has to be one of the most clueless, isolated, self-absorbed little twats. Uh, Whoa, took- good God, JR. Hold up. Coming in strong. <laughs> because it took Spider-Man uh, and not the staggering amount of media that we have here in the first quarter of the 21st century. It took Spider-Man to tell her that her grandfather was a murdering piece of crap. Either that or it was just a convenient plot device for the lack of any other that came to mind. <laughs> All right. Now, anyway, like a true narcissist where nothing is his fault at all, the vulture goes screaming after Spider-Man in a largely Bendis-like minimal dialogue narrative uh, for the last five pages of uh, the prior issue. 
Uh, he slices Spidey's web shooters off and sends our beloved wall crawler spiraling down to his death. Now, well, of course, because we have never, never, ever, ever, ever seen an issue with Spider-Man plummeting to his death. Ooh, 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 yeah. We're all on the edge of our seats. Yeah. All right. Wondering if the next issue will be the amazing Paul number one. All right. <laughs> but <sighs> surprise, surprise, surprise. Spider-Man has another trick up his sleeve or actually around his waist uh, as he pulls out some web cartridges, breaks them. And because the web fluid is under intense pressure, which you know what, I, how does he do that? You know, have we ever seen how he actually crams nope. all that web goo into one of these little cartridges? I don't think uh, I've ever seen it. I don't know. Maybe it's best that we don't know. Um, anyway, uh, a big old web glob forms in front of him and combined with the mass of trees, his momentum slows down just enough so that he doesn't become so much bloody hamburger meat on the ground. <laughs> well, the vulture is still as mad as a senior citizen who is told that his AARP card does not entitle him to any damn discounts at a particular <laughs> establishment. Um, and he grabs Spidey and takes him up in the air again in you know, in, in the first of some good lines, I actually like some of the dialogue in this story. Spider-Man gets off a good line when the vulture tells him he told his granddaughter was a murderer and she's he's filling her head with lies. And Spider-Man says, aren't you currently trying to murder me now? <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> I, I, I kind of like that. I just was. He I said, could shut up. <laughs> I can imagine Pee Wee Herman is saying, I say we let him go. Um, well, the vulture is just not listening to logic today. All right. And he hurls Spider-Man into a chimney and Spider-Man goes, oh, my ribs. They haven't hurt this bad since maximum carnage. When I talked about them every issue and even pulled up my shirt so Captain America can see them. Uh, so that was 30 years ago. My ribs hurt this bad. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> uh, so. Peter calls the one man, one man, he knows he can count on in a crisis. Mm -hmm. The one man who will drop everything to come to his rescue. The one man who will somehow still survive into 2099, even though nearly 30 years of 2099 continuity has never even so much as hinted that he survived all that time. <laughs> Norman Osborn. Yeah. That's our, not our, our friend. Hero. Now it's not our hero Norman Osborn because no. you know we as we learned last issue there you know there's another but that's a story for another time we'll we'll save those jokes for another time okay because um, anyway so Spidey is screaming at Norman send the suit send the suit well golly Peter I can't because I can't send it to you because you don't want me tracking you all right never mind that bring it to me the vulture's gonna kill me. No can do, Peter. Guess you're screwed. Uh, send my regards to uh, Harry uh, when you see him in the afterlife, or maybe his clone if you see him too. But anyway, look this at, by the way, Jr. Look at the hair on Norman right there. Look, it's looking awful good today. Oh, it's been a good hair day. Hair, unlike near the end of the Spencer run where they actually gave him normal looking hair, or in yeah. Ultimate Spider-Man where he had normal hair. That's not Norman, or That's or Norman even worse right in the. MTV cartoon where he was a blonde. 
You know, mm-hmm. this, this is Osborne here. Anyway, but Norman is going through a crisis because, you know, he, he starts he's sticking his phone. It's like, I I can't do it. But he cracks, oh, smashes his phone, you know. Oh, boy, you're Norman, you're going to regret doing that because you're going to have to go to the Verizon store and spend <laughs> at least and spend at least 45. Fr- well, first of all, you got to get on their list for them to talk to you. Right? <laughs> and then second of all, you know, you got to stay in there for about 30, 45, you know, five to five. Nor- Norman does not care. He'll steal a phone. You, no, you say that. Uh, you say that like he doesn't have like a drawer of phones he pulls out. <laughs> or he could, there's like or, his stress balls. He has a stress phone. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or he could just buy Verizon itself. It goes that way. Hello, Mr. Yeah, Osborne. Like, How can I help you today? <laughs> he's, got, he's got a drawer like Miss Shields or whatever in Christmas Story, where she had all the little pranks kids pulled on her. He just has breaking. He just has a whole bunch of. Well, that's the thirteenth one this month. <laughs> all right. Well. So, oh, real quick, Hornacek wants to know what Norman has on his home screen on his phone. What Norman has on his home screen? Yeah, what, what do you think he would have? Oh my lord, that's a great question. I never even, I never even thought about oh, it. Uh, Pumpkins. Oh, yeah. What? <laughs> well, you know, normally I would have said like a picture of himself as the goblin or whatever, yeah. but as we're going to find out, he's trying to disassociate himself from that. So mm-hmm. I, you know, I don't know what he would have now. You know, maybe puppies. You know, maybe he's yeah. maybe. Uh, oh, know what? My little pony. He's going to be a brony. You know, because he's so, so trying to disassociate himself from the Green Goblin. He's going to be a brony. Brenton says Gwen from Sins Past. <laughs> oh. Now no, 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 no. you haven't been paying attention to you. Uh, I just looked like Newman in Jurassic Park. Uh-uh-uh. You didn't say the magic word. Uh, no, no. That was all a thing put in his head by Mysterio. So I like what Neil happened. says. I own Verizon. <laughs> well, anyway. So, but anyway, so Spidey knows that he has to get to Oscorp. You know, he, he knows he has to get there him you know no help so you know he's got to go he's got to go there for his new playstation skin so so anyway so he lets the vulture grab him and then he uses his acrobatics to flip over on top of the vulture and steers him to the osborne building and crashes in him crashes him into it <coughs> excuse me yeah excuse me starting to talk like he starts now. steering the vulture it's staring the vulture and the dog crashes him into it and he gets off a, another good line, you know, well, I think you broke my fall there, Adrian. All right. <laughs> well, the vulture thinks that Spider-Man has just swung away and uh, is hiding from him and ran away from him. So in mid, then all of a sudden in mid supervillain rant crash. The window through the windows comes the spider glider. Oh, yeah. hold on. You have a I had the picture, but you hold on, you have an action figure. Let me see. Oh my god. Yeah. Oh my gosh, you have a bendable <laughs> Spider-Man on a goblin glider. Yeah. Here comes Spider-Man on goblin. <laughs> Woo, of course, and this just absolutely, you know, I mean flum flummoxes the vulture. I mean, now, he's never when seen your kids anything were like little, you didn't have the spoon and you said it's Spider-Man instead of the airplane going in the mouth with the spoon. 
Did you go, Spider-Man's on the glider or goblins on the glider? Eat your applesauce. You know, I should have done that. I should have done that. <laughs> you know, Spencer would have been per- the perfect one to do that, too. So, but anyway, so Spider-Man says, JR is an absolute legend. Keep so, going, sir. So anyway, oh, this is like Dr. Tongue. Do you want to see a 3D effect? Anyway, some of you are too young for that. I understand that. Anyway, so on the glider, he throws a variation of pumpkin bombs full of little robot spiders under the vulture and they get in his eyes and his Spider-Man hops on the vulture's back and the glider changes into a jetpack. I don't have one of those though. Uh, And Spidey is now really flying and he hurls the vulture into the chimney, sending him on a well-deserved nap and no doubt a severe concussion. Right on the head. He's done. Well, anyway. So the vulture wakes up. Spider-Man has webbed him up. You know, he's harmless now. And he and Spidey have a little heart to heart. And Spidey has to give old Vulture a little reality check that if he wasn't a murdering scumbag in the first place, his granddaughter wouldn't have found out he was a murderer. Boom, boom. Well, of course, the, uh, you know, uh, the Vulture just, you know, he doesn't get through to him, you know, and he's just going to have to, he's just going to have to live with the fact that he didn't kill Spider-Man, but he beat him so much that he's going to hurt for a month. So, um, well, okay, now that the Vulture's taken care of, Peter's got another score of cells. So he flies back to Osborne. Oh, oh, yeah, he flies back. He's on the glider again. He's on the glider again. <laughs> All right. You're loving that too much. <laughs> and he, uh, and uh, so uh, he demands to know, were you trying to get me killed out there, Norton? Osborne tells him, no, no, I, I wanted to put on my green and purple ensemble with the little purple pu- purple pointed booties and fly out on a glider and get you. But, you know, it, it's like a drunk who's sworn off drinking or a heroin addict who's sworn off uh, snorting or a crackhead who's sworn <laughs> off the smoking. Uh, everything's fine until he falls and takes that first drink, that first snort or first smoke. So, Peter, if I had gotten on the glider, that would be like goblin crack. And I'm not talking about my ass. So, <laughs> so Peter, I really do want you to work for me, but I, I w- because I was kind of hoping that you would keep me on the path of righteousness, that you would show me the way and show me the light, you know, and that you would guide me to greater understanding. Oh, boy. Uh, <laughs> But there's just too much bad blood between us. And besides, there's two crossover events before I even show up again. So the audience will probably forget that I hired you in the first place. Norman, Peter says, I can't believe I'm saying this, but I believe you. I love you, man. And if the job is still available, Peter, you're hired. All right. Six months ago, Peter Parker was asked to remove himself from his place of residence. That request came from his committed relationship partner. Deep down, he knew she was right, but he also knew that someday he would return to her. With nowhere else to go, he appeared at the business offices of his greatest enemy, Norman Osborne. Sometime earlier, Osborne's daughter-in-law had thrown him out of his own company, now renamed Alchemax, requesting that he never return. Can two former superpowered foes share a work environment without driving each other crazy? Nobody's getting the joke. 
God damn it. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. I didn't. I'm sorry. The odd couple. Oh, oh, da, 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 yeah. Da, oh yeah, I got you. All right, Norman. Oh, of course man. you like it. Norman Lear wrote it. You like oh, Norman. Oh, man. Okay, there goes that joke. Boom, into the trash. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, boys and girls, yep. that was Amazing Spider-Man number 902. All right, before we get your grade, I got to get chat. Chat's loving you. Great job, JR. JR does his own soundtracks. <laughs> Give Jr. a Tony Award. <laughs> Give Jr. his Oscar. That love you man deserves praise. Uh, and the other one, Jr. got me crying. <laughs> well, if you don't come out of one of these episodes emotionally touched, then we have failed. <laughs> you know? And Neil, Neil goes, "This is where you belong." Jr. throwing his own joke in the trash. <laughs> well, Sometimes you just got to admit when one just didn't work. I oh, honestly dude. really thought somebody out there would have recognized. I'm the oldest one here, along with you. That that, that was the opening narration narration to the odd couple. You know, Felix mm-hmm. Unger. You know, you know, f- six months ago, Felix Unger was uh, you know told to remove himself. That request came from his wife. He goes to his best friend Oscar Madison, who was thrown out by his wife, who requested hey, blah blah blah. Are, oh God! That I show was you, on I'm, in the seventies. A lot of people weren't born in the seventies on this show. Jr. <laughs> well, oh come there on! Is, there's videotape, I mean, DVDs. There's me. Excuse me. What was that format you first said? DVD. No, you said video videotape. You said VHS. <laughs> you said VHS, yes. All right, Jr. You got a bromance between Norman and Spider-Man. They shake hands. He's murdered his girlfriend. Uh, He is a sucker. What is your grade, sir? (laughs) (laughs) Well, that that, that would go off on a different course of conversation. Um, But I gave this episode, I mean, episode, I gave this issue a B, solid B. I thought it was very entertaining. Okay. All right. Uh, Mike, let me hear your grade. Um, I'm giving this a C plus. Okay. Uh, Okay. Tyler. Oh, I'll, I'll give it a B minus Sarah. I'm going to give it an A because after I read it, I was so excited that I reached out to like a bunch of people who I know who read Spider-Man to talk about it. There was uh-huh. so much that happened. Okay. Ashley. I'm going to jump on the C plus train as well. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm going C plus also JR's higher than me, which is very Strange. odd. So JR, why did you give it such Explain yourself, sir. Explain your work. Because I like the cover. <laughs> oh, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, to be honest, because it's a fairly compact story, it doesn't really, you know, it's not a setup for yet another story. I mean, it's all part of a setup to a bigger story, but it was self-contained. Plus, I really liked the, the, the dialogue in this issue. I liked Spider-Man's quips because unlike just telling bad jokes, for example, it's like these reality nuggets, you know, I mean that, you know, that, I mean that, that he turned, he turns the vulture's own, you know, psychosis and, and narcissistic right back on him. You know, it's like you, he called me, you know, you know, you, you said I was a murderer. You know, it's like, well, you know, if you didn't murder anybody, I wouldn't have called you on, you know, just, right. you know, so I, I, I did. I, I just thought instead of going for like, just really, you know, just jokes, I, I just really enjoyed the uh, little, the, 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 the just cutting little quips throughout who, the, the story. Who else had a B? Oh, no, Sarah had the highest grade. Sarah, tell me why you liked it. Tell me your pros. Um, A couple of pros I had. So the first 
thing is the vulture and the fight between the vulture and Spider-Man. I just thought that that was just so um, intense that I, when it, when it resolved the way it resolved, I was like, okay, so like vulture is all webbed up and good to go. But then it was cool because he got the suit from Norman and I didn't think he would actually take that. I, I thought he would just do what he had to do to persevere and whatever and beat Vulture. But I thought it was cool that he took that from Norman and then came came up on Norman like, why wouldn't you help me out? Like, why why would you expect him to help you out in the past? Like, that didn't make uh, a whole lot of sense. But I, I just loved all of that altogether. Uh, Tyler, what was your grade again? B minus. Okay, you liked it more than I did. So t- tell me some pros that you liked also that we haven't mentioned. I mean, in general, like I've never been a, the biggest fan of the Vulture, but I thought the fight was pretty good here. It's just, uh, and then on top of that, I know a lot of people. I, I've seen a lot of people complaints with about this, but I kind of enjoy the Peter Norman dynamic because this is a different Norman. This is not the classic Norman. This is the purified sins gone Norman, and I like that we see that. You know, Norman's still struggling with that, obviously, with his uh, phone stress balls. But uh, <laughs> but no, it, it, it's something new. It's something we haven't seen before, this relationship with Norman. So I, I obviously, I know it's not going to last forever, and I want the classic Norman back eventually. But I'm 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 on for the ride right now. I'm, I'm, I want to see where it goes. Uh, Mike, some pros out of you. You and I and Ashley were about the same grade, I think. Yeah. I mean, first of all, like everyone said, I really enjoyed the fight with the vulture. I mean, maybe because John Romita draws that really well. And I know there's probably some people who disagree with that. I mean, some they think I actually like the new suit. I mean, some of this, I mean, some of it, I mean, it's not, it's, it's still very much keeping the classic feel. Yeah. It's got the little light things on it. Um, do I enjoy the fact that it's like a glider thing? Not really, but I think it has, but it shows it has other functions to it or anything like this. So, I mean, it's, it shows it's a little bit, it's more of like, it's, it's appropriately high tech, but it's not overwhelmingly. So it's not like, I'll say for example, like the, I mean, we, let's face it, we've had way worse Spider-Man variant costumes in the past. Like the, the spider armor with only three appendages popping out. Um, we've also had like, um, all those different suits that he had during big time and everything else. And even that other think, one, where, what do you think he can do emojis on his face? What do you think of that? That was, yeah, that was a little, <laughs> that was a little odd. I mean, I'm, yeah. hopefully that was just, this is just a one-time thing. I mean, like this, I mean, look, granted, I'm saying that there are certain functions about this thing that we see in action. that I'm not exactly, I'm like, eh, it's going a little overboard, but I think the terms of the look of it, like what it's trying to get across, mm-hmm. like what we like it's trying to think, I think it works for, for what it's supposed to be. And I think it, you know, and it's not, and again, it's still the Spider-Man costume, but it's not like, it's not like it's trying too hard to be, look like, oh, you know, something else or anything like, like, for example, that thing with, when he was with, uh, Parker in that Parker Industries suit, for example, that weird day glow kind of thing we going on. It was all that sheen to it. It's still appropriately looks like it's still appropriately looks like a Spider-Man costume, but with just little, little accessories on it like a look and it'd be like a like a kind of quasi backpack thing that he's got so i think it's i think it's nice real quick while we're talking about the suit may i submit yeah. to the court of public opinion um i've dubbed this variation of spider-man peter pumpkin <laughs> yeah i could see it, I like it. yeah <laughs> yeah uh in chat i forget uh someone wants to know everyone's thoughts of the new suit uh gary and the frozen asset uh i'm in kind of indifferent it reminds me a lot of iron spider uh, mm-hmm. I really don't like emojis on the face. I think that's dumb. 
Um, I, I, I'm indifferent. I mean, at this point, Spider-Man's had so many suits since the black suit. Uh, it's almost like every 10, 15, 20 issues, he gets a new suit. So mm-hmm. eh, this one's not going to be that memorable for me. Anybody else? Not a well, fan. with um, October coming up and the whole, you know, Green Goblin and I, I always associate Green Goblin with like, you know, the pumpkin bombs. So I'm like, oh, pumpkins, Halloween. And now I'm just really disappointed that they didn't go all in and make it look like it can't do something that came out of spirit Halloween. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, you know, they already have a Funko pop of this damn thing. Mm-hmm. Like they, they planned it. Yeah. There's a Funko of this already. It was a Target exclusive. I saw it and I, I passed and it has the, the little yellow reflective eyes on it or something. Mm-hmm. I want Spider-Man's head to look like a pumpkin. Well, I, like I, I have awesome. noticed in general, there seems to be a big push for sort of branding like that. Like not yes. only this new suit, I've seen this new suit in games already. It's been on phone games, but then also with the, uh, the spider verse stuff, spider Rex has like how many toys already? Oh, I know. Right. Then, like, mm-hmm. like, so out of no, and then with beyond, they're just pushing up like a ton of spider merch with everything going on right now. And it's, mm-hmm. it's just kind of, kind of weird that they've never pushed this hard before. So like a copyright mm. thing. Well, they're they're no. creating new IP. They're trying I mean, to they, copyright right. every single iteration possible. They're making Spider-Man. new Spider-Man toys and action and figures. Yet, and, and yet and we still have no Willem Dafoe, Green Goblin, Funko Pops, <gasps> action <gasps> figures, yeah. nothing. You know, yeah. no no Toby or Andrew Spider-Man. That's a snub. I mean, I mean, it's like how big would a Funko Pop, three Funko Pop? I know they're going to do three Funkos Spider-Man with different costumes, but how cool mm-hmm. would it be if the Funkos had their mask off and slightly resembled Toby, Andrew, and I mean, be, I'd, yeah. buy, I'd buy that in a heartbeat. You know, you don't mm-hmm. ever buy Funkos very much either. No, I, I got a few. I mean, you know, I got a few. I got a, three Spocks. You know. Uh, <laughs> But um, you can't see three Spocks. That's funny. (laughs) And I have a green goblin and a hobgoblin, you know. know. Any other pros that we've not mentioned before we move to cons from JR? Um, About the suit, I do like that. um, The I I assume that's where the bombs pop out on his on his arm. Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. I love that idea of how he can just like pop it out, grab it and throw it regardless of what it is. I'm sure he'll come up with more tech to go in there as we keep reading but i also really like the spider itself as how it matches that it reminds mm-hmm. me of a big uh what's the slots last arc um with the oh. alex ross deal where it lights up only this time it's yellow yeah mm-hmm. was well, that, what was that story i can't even think of it uh, you're uh, thinking of uh parker in big time parker industries yeah. it looks like parker, the parker industries yeah. suit with the yeah. light up spider yeah well, not a fan it, of the glow the glider thing kind of reminded me a little bit. I mean, if it, I think it, I think, like I said, the glider thing is a bit much, but I think it reminded me a little bit of, if you think of the, uh, the uh, Spider-Man PS, PS4, uh, PS5 game now, where he has that kind of like that White. drone thing that kind of what goes with him. Oh, it yeah. kind of has that sort of like that kind of feel to it a little bit. It's more of a drone. It, it, it's more of like a guy of a drone that, yeah, it's more of like of a drone. Oh, there you go. You Hold yeah. on, Sarah. I'll, I'll pop you up. There you go. It's so yeah. cute. What do they call him? Droney? Or what was it in the movie? Uh, this is a spider bot. Um, spider bot. Okay. Got it. Mm-hmm. I need to find that right now. Oh, Gary uh, says look, look at Disney. JR never given his thoughts on the suit. You like the suit? You know, I don't. I would say oh, I don't. Yeah. Li- I don't dislike it. You know, it's slightly like, and again, this is an original thought. I forget who said something like this. It's not offensively different. You know, Mm -hmm. it's, it's a little derivative of something else, but it just, Mm -hmm. it's not so bad that, you know, it's, it's slamming you in the face. 
you know. Right. Mm-hmm. Not like the suit that Jonah gave him, for example, you know, in the, oh, you know, something what like was that. that. I don't even remember. Oh, that was the color the was gray, that was gray, gray, yeah, yeah the gray and blue thing that he wore. Mm-hmm. It was supposed to be like it was the, um, it was supposed to be like it, it was the thing where it basically was linked to like, oh, like a social media. So they basically, you know, that whole thing about the Facebook oh, suit, got, yeah, the <laughs> Facebook suit, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay, Jr., let's hear your cons. What did you not like with your what B plus? I think. No, B, just a B, just a solid B. B. Let's not get B. crazy B. here now. Okay. <laughs> um, well, first of all, and this is the big problem, which, which we're going to have for a long time because we're mystery box playing. This moment between Peter and Norman was not earned. It was not earned. You know, something else obviously had to happen because, again, you know, Norman has done so much and, you know, effed with Peter's mind and and family and, and, and everything so much there, there, no, I mean, there, there's no way there's absolute, again, I mean, between them is the body of Gwen Stacy that yes. is always going to be between the two of them, you know, and really actually the, the death of the body of Harry. I mean, because essentially yep. Norman, Norman's psychosis and poor parenting and everything else ultimately drove Harry to an early grave. So yeah, this, this, this moment's not earned uh, at all. And, You know, it's one of those that, you know, I don't want to wait until, you know, here's the thing. I don't want to wait until I, you know, this future story that's going to be told. And my guess is probably if Zeb Wells had a story in mind, they probably said, oh, no, let's save it for Golden Goblin number one or something. You know, let's Mm -hmm. let's sell something else instead of try to tell an honest story. But uh, but I I would still say that that probably is the, the, the number one thing. Yeah. Um, the number two is a, a real quick one. I just want to say at the very end, the very last panel, I know that Peter has been through a fight, but for some reason, his face looks worse than just beaten up puffy face. <laughs> it just, it, it, again, it just doesn't look right. Peter Parker's face. You say? Yeah. At the end of the very last panel. Oh yeah. I can pull it up. Okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, you expect it to be, Yeah. I mean, you expect it to look swollen or whatever, but you know, it it looks like in a way he needs to go to the dentist too. (laughs) I mean, it, it just, it just doesn't look right. He's got an extra little bend in his jaw there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, you know, all right. Can I I go real quick for the cons? Yeah. Uh, Three of my favorite characters are off. Uh, Norman, uh, first of all, Peter Parker's off in the fact that he would never shake Norman's hand. He would never, mm-hmm. he should not. And he, he makes the reader think he's a sucker and a dumbass for doing it. That's my biggest con. Uh, the second thing is how many times in 60 years has he fought the vulture? And this is, this is the first time they gets one past him. It seems like he <laughs> wanted to lose that fight. Like mm-hmm. I, it, it seems like the vulture just took him out too much. And what was the third one? I had a third one. Um, how about the fact that Peter's actually begging Norman for help? Uh, yes, there it is. That's yeah, exactly that right. Was my Peter does not though. beg Norman Osborn for help. That is not the Peter Parker I know. He would mm-hmm. Norman Osborn is the last person he would call for help. And yep. those three bullet points took me out of it a bit. That's why mm-hmm. it's one of the lowest grades until the next issue of, yeah. the, of the storyline. I just it it feels off and jr i'm surprised it doesn't feel off for you no it is off that's why i said everything yeah. that you said is kind of wrapped into my number one complaint that yeah. it's not earned you know 
But you um, gave it a B anyway, so you like well, you like again. <laughs> I like the writing. I like the dialogue. I like the quips. You know, I mean, it was I a did, nice, I, brutal. Yeah, but I do agree that you know the vulture shouldn't have gotten the drop on him so quickly. No, after you all know, these I years mean, of the, fighting him, come on. The vulture shouldn't have. You know, it's it's. But you know, you know, be that as it may, you know, I sat there and I said, "Gee, I kind of like this story," which doesn't happen very often. Mm-hmm. So, um, but yeah, the, the, no, there's still a lot of problems with it, but that's kind of part of the whole tapestry of, of what's wrong with this arc it right is. now. Mm-hmm. Other cons, what else you guys got? Um, mainly it just, I can't help but think when I was reading this issue and how the, the relationship and the, the dynamic between Peter and Norman, this issue, I can't help but think when Norman first said that, oh, his sins were purged, how Peter didn't actually believe him during the Nick Spencer run and basically literally just beat the basically almost beat him to a bloody pulp basically because of all the frustrations that Norman put him through over the years. So to read this, like both you, Brad, Brad and J.R., both of you were saying, yeah. it doesn't feel right. It's like this is even if Norman is being sincere, I don't, there is almost like I do not see a scenario in which Peter would ever kind of let that part go about all this history about like, you know, like you saying, JR, there's no way Peter would just compartmentalize that and just kind of forgive it. The other thing too, is also the thing about Norman's reason for like, like, Oh, I didn't put on, I didn't want to do that because I do, I'm afraid to put on the goblin suit, basically like taking a, like a good analogy, by the way, about taking a drink. And then we're getting, we're getting the golden goblin in a couple of issues later. And it's like, Oh, so yeah, you can't help it. I mean, granted, you, you're kind of looking at headed there a little bit, but it kind of feels ever, like. When does he ever need help fighting the vulture? Right. I mean, he's. Hey, come on. Yeah. And the other <laughs> thing is, too, exactly where I was at also, if you're really. I mean, yeah, if you're trying to avoid the goblins themes here, Norman, maybe you shouldn't have designed a Spider Man suit with a lot of goblin esque themes to it. Yeah. Just saying. I mean, I, I mean, so I just felt that, that the excuse that he was saying that he didn't want to basically felt like, oh, if he put on that glider, they did, like, did the glider thing again, then he would just relapse or everything like this. Well, he's going to relapse anyway, but if he puts on that golden goblin suit, and you know, coming up, so. Meh. Ashley, some cons out of you. What did you not like? Um, you basically touched on every problem I had, just mainly right. that um, it felt really artificial, the intensity of the fight with um, mm-hmm. between Peter and Vulture. It just... Where he's like, oh my god, I might actually die. I think he said at one point. Yep. And I'm like, hey, you're, you're fine, honey. You're fine. Just walk it <laughs> off. Um, and calling calling up Norman all desperate, begging him, like, oh my god, I need you. I'm like, no, you don't. You're fine. Artificial. Um, yeah, I agree with it's you. It's very artificial. Yeah, it, it felt like the intensity of the fight and the um, the stakes for Peter were really drummed up to make it seem like it was um, tougher for him than it actually should be. And um, all to kind of... Um, force him closer into that, that relationship with, uh, with Norman. So it was, um, you know, the plot demanded it. And so that's why the, uh, the fight went the way that it did and stuff like that just gets annoying. I'm also, um, I get that, you know, Bolter's a bad guy. He can't, of course he would jump to this conclusion about how, um, Oh, my granddaughter doesn't want anything to do with me because I'm a murdering scumbag. That's your fault. I'm like I've I've seen too much narc logic in real life. I, I see that in I see that in media, and I'm like I'm repulsed. I, I don't care if it makes sense. I'm just like mm, don't like it. Yeah. Uh, I like what you said about the plot demands that we we hit slot on that for years, hey. where it, it doesn't make sense narratively to have these actions happen. 
but the writer says, you know what? It, it must happen. Uh, it, it doesn't seem earned or it mm-hmm. seemed very forced. It was, I, I, I just got to, you know, throw the writer a bone. It wasn't nearly as bad as slot because I, I didn't that. feel blood leaking out of my ears as I read it. So, <laughs> or your <laughs> ears up there. Uh, Sarah, did you have any cons? You gave it an A, so you really um, liked it. Well, in addition to some of the things that have already been said, uh, yeah. I, this is a little thing. Um, I thought it was awful convenient that, like, that Spider-Man was able to get the god, like, that he was in that close proximity to get the suit from Osborne. I'm like, oh, okay, if that's not because plot, I don't know exactly. what else that could be. Um, but then it, this conversation got me thinking. Um, what do, would Norman like really build Spider-Man a spider suit? Like, do we believe that as well? Just like would Norman or would Peter ask Norman for help? Well, presumably it had something to do with whatever happened in the six months. That's the reason why they, according, that's why Norman yeah. built the suit for in the first place. I think Norman would build one to mess with him. Yeah. Uh, but I don't yeah. think he'd build one to help him. But yeah. so it's interesting to think about that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You got any other cons, by the way, Sarah? No, no I don't. Really Tyler, yeah. what do you got for cons that we haven't said? I, I don't really have anything to add other than, for me, I really hate the suit. I I, I know mm. you guys said it's not that different from the normal one, but for me, it's just it's just gaudy. It's just like it's like Spider-Man put a bunch of Christmas lights on his costume. It's <laughs> terrible. But they're Halloween lights. Tis the season. Yeah. Oh, yeah Halloween lights. It's not something I'll I'm a fan it. of all. It's I seasonal like, Spider-Man. Like I like I like different costumes a lot of times. I do like like the the bulletproof one from the big time. I did enjoy mm-hmm. that one. I think it's a sleek look. So I there are looks I enjoy, but this is just it it doesn't mesh at all with his design. It's just completely here's glowing lights in the middle of the normal Spider-Man outfit. I'm I'm not a fan of it. And obviously the the emote face is stupid. <laughs> Oh and god! It's that, really increased my demand though for seasonal Spider-Man costumes now. I really hope when Thanksgiving rolls around, he has like a turkey or pilgrim themed one. Got <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like the, the buckle hat. Arbor god, Day Spider-Man. Uh, yeah. We've got, <laughs> we've got Columbus Day Spider-Man. Veterans Day got, Spider-Man. Uh, now, uh, he has Day little Spider-Man. hearts on his face. Yeah. If he has a St. Patrick's Day Spider-Man suit, it has a spider There is suit. untapped yeah. potential yeah. here. Oh, there's the, you're printing action figures. You're printing money, Ashley. No. I love money. it. And on, to, on top of that, obviously, I think he should have. He didn't need the suit to beat Vulture. Like, he doesn't. He doesn't need need goblin bombs of spiders to beat the Vulture. He's never needed those before. Mm-hmm. So that yeah, maybe Morlin, maybe someone out of his league. Some yeah. maybe the Hulk. The Hulk. He could be fighting or the Juggernaut. Hulk. But the juggernaut, he doesn't need a freaking suit for Vulture. He fought the guy in issue two. He's been kicking his ass for 60 years. Uh, How right. old is Adrian now? Um. Well, if he was in his 50s and 60 years ago, he's 110. <laughs> he's like, yeah, he's got to be pushing. He's like, he's, he's like a nonagenarian at this point, practically. It seems like. <laughs> Are we done with that one? Should we move on to a better issue? Well, then we better not do the next one. Better? <laughs> you're gonna have to wait another few weeks for oh i know next week actually all right ashley you don't know probably anything about krakoa <laughs> i don't know jack or should i say i don't know paul well, you married him you should <laughs> i sure as hell right. don't know paul you don't know paul yeah all right well here we go take me through issue 903 please so diving in the cover i immediately know that i'm in for it 
we have Peter Pumpkin saying, uh, should I be as scared as I am? And Wolverine down there in the corner says, more, bub. And it's almost as if it's a warning to the reader, specifically to me, who has not read Spider-Man in over a year now. I think the last I read was during Spencer's run at the beginning of Norman's redemption arc after the whole sins thing. um, Mm -hmm. And he's, you know, turned over a new leaf and that was where I left off. And thanks to Brad's little prank on me here. um, I just (laughs) dive into this where we open with a, Oh, oh, right. Let me, we also have a sticker on the front that says X-Men hellfire gala. So I kind of spent a a few minutes just kind of ogling that being like, is this like a, you know, when you, you go to the bookstore and they've got like all the stickers on the uh, different editions, like, um, you know, I got a, a some Ernest Hemingway books from the Hemingway house last week. And uh, they had a sticker on it says like from the Hemingway library. And I'm like, is this like some sort of, this is the collection and this is like a special edition. Like what is this doing here? And then I realized, oh, it's, it's a crossover event. Awesome. Thanks, Brad. Um, By the way, we can't gloss over what you just nicknamed Spider-Man, which is Peter Pumpkins. Peter Pumpkins. I- Absolutely love that nickname. That's pretty Peter cute. Pumpkin. <laughs> Peter Pumpkin. It's it's we all have our gifts and naming nicknaming Spider-Man variations is mine. Yeah, Peter Pumpkins is it. So we jump into the Hellfire Gala, which is kind of um aptly named because as I'm reading this, I'm like, I'm in hell. Um, <laughs> uh, Peter stuffing his face with some pastries. And we're just getting a recap here of here's we're at the Hellfire Gala. It's a it's in Krakoa. It's a the hottest event for mutants in the entire world. What am I doing here? That's funny. And apparently Wolverine invited him as a prank. He's like, haha, pranked you, bud. I invited you to a party. Um, I don't get it. So he's um but the reason he's here has something to do with MJ, who's got like this kinky little neck wrap that we learn more about as um, we go on. Um, but then we get an interruption in um, in Peter's narration here with additional internal dialogue. And I was very confused here until I think later on, I realized this is Logan's interjection because they have the same styled thought bubbles. But I'm like, oh my God, has Peter like, what has happened this past year to this consciousness split? Is he like Deadpool now? Is this his conscious? Is this an alter ego? Like, do, does he have multiple Peters in his head now? What is going on? And um, then we get a recap page, which I thought was like, oh, here's what happened in the past few issues. It's not. This is literally just the recap to try and catch us up with the event. It's terrible. And I have to scroll in because I can't. It's, it, it's a full page spread of just all these random panels where Peter, Peter's going around just interacting, schmoozing with uh, different X-Men and, you know, cracking jokes with them um, um, until he finally, I guess, gets to why he's really here, which has to do with MJ. She was tapping out Morse code or SOS and Morse code on her glass, which, um, yeah, that, that's what I do when I'm at a party. You know, everyone's <laughs> talking and kind of like, uh, in their own little circles. I'm just sitting there, like, just with my ears out, listening, you know, is, is, is like MJ's got her own little ASMR video here, tapping her fingernails on her glass, doing that whole bit. And uh, and it just suspiciously sounds like SOS, because that's just what I'm always listening for. Um, but that was what Can she was doing. Can we know Morse code? Can anybody do the SOS? 
It's what short, 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 long, 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 short, short, short. Okay. Well, if you Dang. ever need that at a party, Ashley, you got it. Apparently. So if um, I don't have fingernails though, so I'll need oh. to make sure I have like some press-ons or something on me. Otherwise, I guess I'm just going to get choked out. Um, but Peter, when he hears that, apparently went swinging in and tried to rescue MJ from uh, the, the necklace. And she has is from Moira McTaggart. Yep. Which is one of the most, I guess, stereotypically Scottish names I've ever heard. Um, <laughs> Moira McTaggart used has like her magic hand that she wrapped around MJ's neck to control her. Her mind is containing this necklace and that, that she's doing like some sort of mind control avant-garde haute couture fashion thing um, that looks really good with her dress. So like good, good on you MJ for turning, you know, this hostage situation into like a fashion opportunity. Um, she did a really good job with that. Uh, yeah. I give it a solid like nine out of 10, but um, when Spider-Man tried to intervene, she, um, Moira decided I'm going to Paris now. Um, peace and opens up a gateway and um, peace is out. And Wolverine stops him from chasing after her because he, he sent Grey Crow in to, to keep track of MJ being controlled by Moira. That is all in one page. That's a lot. I have, we're, we're three I, pages even, into, we're, we're, we're not even two pages into the story and I'm stressed out. I don't even know this mutant either. This this Greg dude. I've never even heard of him. Greg Crow is the. Well, you probably know him better if uh, as another name called Scalp Hunter. If you ever read the nope. uh, X Men on like the um, nope 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 not in the bells. Nope. Okay, he was one of the mar- he was one of the Marauders along with Sabretooth uh, back in the uh, like in the like eighties or nineties. Oh, like basically, they had okay. the, the, uh, yeah, the back when yeah. So they, instead of calling him Scalp Hunter, they call him Greg Crow now. So. And he's yeah, self-described and, and later in the re- issue, apparently, as a mutant and guns. So that's all we need to know about yep. him, apparently. Well, mm-hmm. More yeah. recently, he was in Zeb Wells' Hellions. So, of course, it's... Oh, yeah. Yeah. Good. yeah. Lord. We got another page <laughs> backstory to get through. Hang on. Mm-hmm. So, we come out to um, these people. I do not know who the people are. And, like, I'm not, I'm not that great with the X-Men to begin with. I have no idea where I've been in the past year. I feel like I have been... I don't know. This is an alternate Spider-Man dimension <laughs> here. I, I was I kept better track of what was going on during um, the original Spider-Verse run. Mm-hmm. But um, they're basically saying, hey, we got to go save MJ. And Wolverine comes back with like, oh, it's okay. I've got an EMP. That's all we need to disarm the, the magic hand that's controlling her. And um, Peter gets his Peter Pumpkin suit. And that apparently means we're good to go. Title page. <laughs> And I'm like, okay, good. The title page generally has like a backstory that shows like, okay, here's where we're, here, here's kind of like the summary of the current plot and where we are. So what, what, what do we got? I got six months ago, Peter Parker did something. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, Marvel. <laughs> I feel so, I feel so in the loop. Not user friendly for this being your first issue, is it? It isn't. It is not. <laughs> this is a terrible first issue. I have no idea what's happening. Six months ago, Peter Parker did something and now has to live with the consequences, as I now have to live with the consequences of having read this issue and deciding to dive back in with, with issue 903. 
Um, and yeah, this, this was completely unhelpful with understanding uh, what, what, what the hell is going on? We just have with the news is new costume and a new job at Oscorp. Peter's life finally seemed back on track. I'm like, that sounds great. Good job, Peter. I'm glad he got a job. Where the hell are we? Who are these people? <laughs> what is going on? Why is your X-Men in my Spider-Man? <laughs> now seven pages into the 28 page issue, which is actually only 24 pages of actual story content. So a th- almost a third of the way into the book, we start with the actual present and uh, the beginning of this issue. That's how much catching up we apparently had to do. But we start with Moira McTaggart in France and she's surrounded by smileys, which are these <laughs> robot guys and they have smiles on their face um, painted on their, on their I didn't helmet. even notice the smileys when I read it. Ooh. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. I have no idea what's happening, but she's trying to move quickly to go uh, get her body or something that she stashed away in the cathedral. Cause I, I guess what else are you going to use cathedral for? Um, and she's having trouble though, because MJ is like, no, I, I, I don't want to. She's like too bad. I literally have my hand around your throat and um, we have to, you know, have some sort of stakes here and get people to care about MJ in this issue. So look here. Oh no, she's in pain. She's suffering. She's about to die. Save her Peter. Um, and so MJ's forced to comply, and and then there's Greyco, Greycrow, was that his name? The guy Wolverine yeah. sent to track her, and he's <laughs> you know following them. Yeah. Um, cutting back to Spider Man, and uh, well now it's Peter Pumpkin and Wolverine. Um, they find Gateway. He he's an established character, right? I just got a chance. Yes, he is. He another is. another holdover from the eighties X Men who basically Yeah, when they were in up. Australia. I do remember yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Okay. I thought as much, but I'm him. like, I don't I don't I don't know what's going on anymore. I just they could drop anything on me at this point. I have no context for anything that's happening. But they use this guy Gateway whose power is to open up a teleporters and they use him to teleport themselves to um Paris. And we get this great line. He says, as they're jumping through the portal or being teleported right into the smiley guys, Peter shouts, up high, up shark. <laughs> I've, I've read this three times and I don't understand. Is, is shark an onomatopoeia? Is that what it is? Or what shark. Is shark. I don't know. I, I thought it was like I thought he was trying to say Shazam or something. It didn't quite work. I don't know. (laughs) And like he got knifed in the throat or something as he was trying to call upon the powers of Shazam. Yeah. I I think that's the robot getting electrocuted as he punches him. Yeah. Oh, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. It's not coming from Peter. It's the, it's the robot. Oh yeah. Oh, he gets punched and gets. So the smileys have a little like catchphrase up high. And he's going to say something else. And it's a shark. (laughs) God. The and, famous uh, battle cry, Alan says, Shazark! <laughs> by the way, B-Rich says, JR, wake up. <laughs> Actually, I'm trying to catch up with the story here. <laughs> oh, yeah. Good luck, JR. So they're, uh, they're dicing their way through these robots, and um, I, I guess some of them are actually people. I can't tell. Are they people? Are they just, like, battleweeds? Because, you know... <laughs> Wolverine's like, oh yeah, I know, I know your rule. I won't, I won't slice them and dice them. I'll actually be gentle with them. But then Peter's like, oh yeah, actually, never mind. I'm 
going all out on them. Um, Ram. Consistency. We love it. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> as they get through them, they are finally able to get their bearings and decide, okay, you know, Peter wants to go after MJ and go save her immediately. But Wolverine says, uh, no, we got to wait. And I don't like this panel. Like the art is good, but I hate Peter's pose. He's got like the most mom kind of like <laughs> posture here. But what he, he's trying to say, like, Mary Jane's the most important person in my life, and you want me to wait? I'm like, you look like, I'm sorry, Peter, honey, you look like a, a teenage girl squaring off with her mom who just told you you can't go to the mall. Like, what is this? <laughs> what is this? Uh, but Wolverine, why? Basically, why is <laughs> I want to like go that? to Spencer's. I want, I need some hot topic in my life, Wolverine. <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> But Wolverine explains that they used um, Cuckoo, which I'm, I'm going Cuckoo, which I guess Cuckoo's a, a mutant. And um, they they used this guy to talk with MJ, and she helped them come up with this plan. It's like, yeah, just just wait and hang back, and we'll, we'll figure things out. And I'll, I'll lead you to, uh, to Moira's real body or whatever. Which doesn't make sense because she was trying not to go in the when we first saw her. So I'm, I don't know. I don't know. I'm thinking too hard about this. You are. I'm thinking way too hard about this. So they get to the cathedral and Moira's like, yay, there's my body. And uh, it's right where I left it. This is great. And, um, but it looks like she's going to kill MJ anyways. And it's about to do that when... Um, she smells a mutant. The gray crow jumps in and says, a mutant and guns. Well, a mutant in my book. And apparently she is more, she's way more familiar with the X-Men more than I am. So she's like, that's a gray crow. Kill him. Mm-hmm. And um, they shoot the hell out of him, but I guess he's got like some regenerative abilities too. Well, and, he'll um, be flown back to life anyway. So even if okay. he does get killed. Yeah. <laughs> so, so he, so he did die. He's just dead there. Yeah. All his the final ex- words are major. Look, he, he, he gets yeah. a, he gets props first. I like those yeah. final words. Good job. Yeah. Um, but his death was all to uh, give the opening for Wolverine and Peter pumpkin to come in. And Peter throws in, uh, I guess he took the MPs that Wolverine had, uh, came back with in the beginning and integrated those into his little spider bombs. I don't like those. <laughs> Thankfully, they don't have millions of little spiders in them this time, but it's just an EMP blast, which um, forces the hand necklace off of MJ. And Doesn't the hand necklace look like an alien that attaches mm-hmm. to your face? It does. I like it. And it, face um, hugger. That's what they it's look face like. hugger. It loves to love your face. Um, and it, but uh, it jumps off of MJ and onto the little body thing she had hanging in the cathedral. Why was it there? I'm, I'm, I'm still hung up on that. Why is it there? But um, she shows her true form, which is like this, you know, fun, like sexy robot dinosaur fossil face hugger thing. Is, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm digging it. I don't really get the, the weird fusion here. Um, oh, don't worry. There is an explanation for this. You know, there is? Yeah. Yo, yes. Like, so like Robo Yeah. Neil and I are probably the only one who actually understands X-Men continuity at that point. Uh, Quote, unquote, understands. But, oh, yeah. I'm glad someone does. <laughs> yeah. 
But uh, she says, ah, you failed. You couldn't stop me. I'm whole now. And um, she goes to attack MJ and try and kill her. And Peter, of course, runs to uh, to cover her with his body and, and um, intervene. And it looks like she's just stabbed him in the back. And MJ has, like some amazing emotional reaction time here because the second that he's getting apparently stabbed in the back, she's already got tears in her eyes. She's ready. She knows <laughs> that she's got her close up here. She's, um, she's all set to uh, get the waterworks going, but no, it wasn't actually um, Peter who was getting stabbed. It was Wolverine. So he's, he, he's, we all know he's going to be fine. And, and the um, are getting stabbed too. Yeah. <laughs> Feels like it. And they're able to shake her off for the most part, but um, she gets away and disappears into, I guess, like another gate. Wondering where Moira is going? Check out Axe Judgment Day. Thanks, I'm good. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they're kind of all left to uh, to pick up the pieces and figure out what the hell just happened. So that's um that's a good place to end. It's a it's a good um, it creates a strong empathetic connection between the characters and the reader because we both have no idea what's happening. And um, so I really related to the characters in that moment. And then uh, as they're all, we get a little epilogue where they're going back to New York city and uh, Peter is trying to talk with MJ and be like, why can't we just talk? She says, you know why? Because of Paul. Yes. And I'm like, Paul, this is my first First time I came across Paul, I'm like, who's Paul? Yeah. Apparently, Paul is the new Gog now. <laughs> I like Gog better. And she says, damn it, Peter, this isn't about you. It's about responsibility. And she walks off. Ooh. And so I'm like, okay, she must have gotten Paul pregnant or something. That was <laughs> that this is the only thing that could have happened. You know, I'm, I'm just filling in the blanks myself at this point. But apparently, I wasn't too far off. Yeah. And then we end with the preview of the next issue. Peter's looking up and it's Gwen Stacy. Yeah. And you, I wish I could have just recorded my facial expressions as I was going through this comic for the first time and just. Well, we did record. We're streaming. You can go back and watch it. How confused you are. (laughs) I mean, my very first impressions. Oh, okay. I got you. When I was first looking at this, because things didn't make sense until I went back and read, um, because I read this before I read issue um, 902 and I was like, Oh, this actually has zero connection to anything that's been happening. I just got totally thrown into a crossover with no warning. No wonder nothing makes sense. I hope you read the free comic book day issue. Oh yeah. (laughs) You did not. I imagine it. (laughs) No, I didn't. Yeah. Okay. Ashley, Um, I'm curious. Uh, You said a lot of good things about it. Uh, What would your grade be on this thing? That's a D plus. It would have been a D, but I'm like, in fairness, I haven't been reading for a long time. So I'll boost up by a half grade to uh, account for my, my ignorance with the context and the setting at this point and the story so far. So it's a D plus. D plus. Okay. Uh, let's go around the horn. Sarah, what's your grade for it? A D. Okay. Tyler. This is a D. Uh, Mike. Uh, D minus. <laughs> JR. Well, let's talk about the cover. Um, (laughs) No, I got to go with the D like everybody else. Holy cow. I'm going with a D 
almost a D minus, but mm-hmm. um, the the art is the yeah. only thing that didn't put only it on saving enough. grace, except for no, that one decision to draw Peter in Brad, that pose. Brad, there yeah, is man. actually one pro, other pro about this issue. I'm curious, what is it? In as it, a it crossover, it? it's only one issue, so that's well, that's, that's good. true. <laughs> she was only done in one. Man, it was okay. Actually, <laughs> uh, if there are any pros. <laughs> I think my favorite moment was when I read the title page and it said six months ago, Peter did something like that. It was, it was a great moment to kind of, to kind of like step out of my body and watch myself and be like, yeah, yeah, I deserve this. Marvel's (laughs) mocking me. Like they're mocking me personally. They are like, that'll teach you to be away from Spider-Man for so long. Exactly. Uh, so. Here we go. Here, we got chat with grades. Alan gives it an A plus for the Paul reference. Uh, Mr. <laughs> Comics gives it a C plus. Alan gives it a D plus. Adam gives it an F minus. Neil gives it a C. F plus out of Tevia. F minus. D out of Ryan. F minus. F F minus 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 minus. Uh, F minus from Adam. Uh, <laughs> wow, it's pretty universal. It's universally yeah. hated. Mm-hmm. And. Any pros? Wow. I think we we were all D. It was around, aesthetically pleasing. I liked the design the of Moira McTaggart and her um her little face hugger fossil thing. I thought that was she looked cool. Mm-hmm. Sarah, did you have a pro? Yeah, I like that Wolverine's in the book. That's about it. Yeah, I like Wolverine, and I like Spidey teaming up with him. But my God, mm-hmm. get him off Gilligan's Island! He literally Island. got stabbed in the back. Get him off <laughs> Gilligan's Island! Thing. I'm so mm-hmm. over it. I. I was talking to Neil, who's in our chat. I have been buying X-Men for 30 years, mm-hmm. and this is the first time I've dropped them. I can't right. I can't deal with it. I, I don't like 15 X titles. I don't like them all on Gilligan's Island. I don't like that they're rebirthed, or they die and they get better. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm just over that storyline. Mike, you're reading well, it too, aren't you? X-Men? Yeah, the thing is, the thing is, I will say this. I mean, when, when, Hick, when Jonathan Hickman seen on it, basically revitalized X-Men, and it's like, which he did. I mean, it was an it was like a breath of fresh air after the week, all of that stuff. But then after he left, and I, he clearly wanted to end this story before he left. But no, Marvel has kept on insisting to go on. So a little bit of context here: Marvel Taggart was uh, used to be a human, turned out to be a mutant who could basically reset time every like Groundhog Day every time she died. Then got cancer. Then was basically felt betrayed by the mutants and then felt like, oh, I'll become a robot now um, or a cyborg or something. Somehow that didn't reset everything. And so that's how, why she's like robot person. Oh, uh, Mary Jane, apparently uh, her Aunt Anna has um, dementia. And so basically she's now a sponsor for like uh, the Krakoan, um, uh, let's see, um, you know, basically um, memory pills that they produce. Basically, so she's kind of a spokesperson. That's why she was at the uh, gal, and that's why Mora basically took over her body and had the little hand around her throat thing. The Hellfowler, uh, by the way, is now an annual event in X Men where basically they's like, oh, let's dress up in some really awful looking costumes and basically vote on who's going to be the next X Men lineup's going to be, and basically have a big old announcement kind of thing. So there's that. Um, but yeah, and then of course, Axe is is Avengers, X Men, and Eternals going into a basically a crossover thing. Um, I'm good. I'm good. 
Yeah, which is surprisingly actually I've read a few of the that it's not that bad. It's actually pretty gets philosophical. I, I don't really like X Men. I can't what? stand Eternals. Oh yeah, and I'm not really a big fan of Jonathan or uh, Jason Aaron's Avengers at the moment. Oh yeah, so I'm which, over three. I, oh yeah, and I agree that on paper, on, like on the premise alone, it sounds like oh this is going to be awful, but surprisingly, it actually goes into a different direction that you don't expect for it, and it actually goes oh. This is actually kind of interesting. Yeah, Gillen, Gillen's actually doing a very good job with the main story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, actually, actually any, right. any <laughs> other pros out of you? <laughs> I know there's... So I got to scrape the absolute bottom of the barrel, yeah. the cover, because I feel like it does a good job setting your expectations. I like what Alan says in chat for you, Ashley. He says, Ashley hasn't read any of these issues of the run and yet she's in the dark as just as much as the rest of us. <laughs> Imagine d- diving into this and thinking, this is Spider-Man now. This uh, is what we do. Mm-hmm. Uh, JR, did you have any pros? Uh, Mr. Sinister's line. Uh, oh, that was good. That was good. <laughs> yeah. That yeah. Was, you, want uh, the or- you want the organic web shooters back? We can make it happen. Well, it's just, yeah. you know, do they come out of here? No. You want them to? <laughs> Was that just uh, yeah, a reference to a multiverses of madness? Mm, a little bit. Also, I think there was also a crossover because involving, um, I think, because there was something like a fort thing with X Men and Spider Man, and Mister Sinister was in it along with mm-hmm. the Jackal, and so there was clones, obviously. So I just feel like in in you know the Doctor Strange movie, they made the same joke about mm-hmm. where did the webs come from? So yep. Like, yeah. We don't have original um, thoughts anymore. We, Mike, any pros out of you? Um, like I said, it's one issue. Yeah. And mostly crossovers usually take multiple times. It's like, oh, but this was finished. That's it. Aside Tyler, any that. pros out of you? Other than the art, because obviously yeah. at least it's art amazing when we've talked about it. Other than the art, I will say I like the idea of Spider-Man being at the Hellfire Gala because he wasn't last time. And so, I, you know, be Spider-Man being invited to a big X-Men party because they're his friends isn't interesting. But then they just immediately waste that where Wolverine just invite him as a prank because he's mm-hmm. not with MJ anymore. And it's just, I mean, come on. Why is he a punching bag now? So. Okay. Okay, Ashley, take me through the cons, please. I think first I have to start off with Brad. You, you did this to me on purpose. You yes, did. I did. When I said, <laughs> hey, you know what? Maybe it'd be funny if I just jump in without context and I can just see him rubbing his hands. Just like, I did. Oh, I'm like, an issue for let's you. give it to her. Let's give Welcome back, Ashley. Be very confused. <laughs> just It was so jarring and so abrupt. I hope, yeah. Brad, you realize you, you've probably created an alternate timeline now where that is the actual current Spider-Man continuity. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just perpetually the Hellfire Gala and oh. whatever... I was in a weird place, y'all. It was <laughs> cons, though. Biggest yeah. is just structurally, this is a mess. Yep. Like, just forgetting all the content, like, that we need basically a third of the issue to um, do this half-assed and very poor attempt to catch everyone up with, what is Peter doing here? Why is this happening? How can we involve him in this... <sighs> There's no reason for him to be involved in this. Why is it? Why is it MJ that more I decided to to latch on to? It, 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 it just all feels so forced, and none of it is working. And it's so clunky and 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 ham fisted. 
And it was just like, it was such a bumpy ride that literally my back aches just reading it. I'm in physical pain. <laughs> oh, mm-hmm. cons from the JR. I want to hear your cons. What do we got? I can't do, uh, <laughs> I can't do the job that Sarah, uh, Ashley did on it. Uh, <laughs> But uh, yeah, I almost called you Sarah because y'all look alike. But uh, anyway, <laughs> we could be sisters. But uh, wow. well, I, I honestly, I mean, and I know there are stories as bad probably, but talk about really being dropped into something. You have no context for understanding or appreciating or or anything. I mean, this, this is, you're, you're really lost here. Uh, not only that, but anytime I hear about the Hellfire guy, I, I don't, again, I know very little about the X-Men. Okay, particularly modern X Men, and to me, the Hellfire Gala sounds like a big orgy. Is what it is. <laughs> I mean. To be Probably honest, I mean, just just the way people talk, it just it's like you know, just like why are we here? Why are we? I, I don't. But it's it's something that happens all the time, right? Mike, didn't you say it happens every year or something like that? Or? Yeah, it's not. And it's not going to be. It's not like it, they started it actually last year, and then they put it in cars hard again this year. So they're trying to make it an annual thing. As long as they're, as long as everyone's on uh, Gilligan's Island, basically. Yeah. I mean, do people actually buy this? Really? I mean, uh, but yo, uh, yeah, apparently so. It, it's an excuse. It's also an excuse for basically the artists, basically to do like do like basically oh, create new ugly costumes for all the characters to basically wear for this one time thing. So, yeah, yeah. but yeah, so it's I like mean, a red carpet, but for X Men. Yep, exactly. I can see the uh, appeal. Yeah. Uh, Sarah, cons for you? Um, I don't know. It's 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 like what what it what was really good in the book, other than the art. Um, I um, where is it? I'm trying to find it. I um, oh, at the end when um, MJ walks away. It's just like I just want to know. I want to know what happened. We all want to know what happened. The whole book yep. was confusing. It, it didn't make any sense. We go from last issue to this issue. Nothing it ties in or relates yep. at all. It's just an abrupt change. And I know I'm out. Yep. I agree. Uh, we haven't heard from Tyler cons out of Tyler. Uh, just that a spe- like out of everything. Obviously, obviously there's, I'm not a, the biggest mutie guy. I, there's some mutant stuff I like, and I think in the beginning the Kurokoa stuff was interesting, but I'm pretty over it now. And just Moira suddenly being a robot out of nowhere, and just I don't like any of that. And I keep Spider-Man out of X-Men, please. But uh, but the big thing for me is I said in the beginning of this run when the solicits were coming out, we got that cover for issue two with MJ and Peter like turning away from each other. And I said, this is going to be the make or break issue because it, I, I like just looking at the cover alone in the solicit, I'm like, that's going to determine whether or not I keep buying this book, the explanation for them not being separated. And then that cover didn't even happen. And we, yep. I didn't get that answer. There's and an apology now, from Lowe in the letters pages about that. I saw too. Yeah. And, and, and so now we're how many issues later and they're just kicking us in the crotch again with this <laughs> and they're dragging this out. And I, I'm so close to dropping this book because, because just because of this. Like, I just want to, like, I just want to know why, just so we can get over with. I don't care. I, I fully think they're gonna put put him back with MJ. They're gonna give some insane explanation for why MJ is the the mother to, uh, to some other guy's kids. But it's just, I'm so done with this. I want it to be done. It's it's 
is draining my will to read this book. I like what Michael Reed says in chat. George seems like the smartest man in the world with an issue like this that he doesn't have to read. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's I another gotta... question from Gary in the Frozen. What did Mary Jane mean at the end with her responsibility line? It's got to be the kids. That's the only Paul's thing. Pregnant. She's yeah. the father. Yeah. But yeah, even, but even with that, even with the kids thing, it still doesn't make any sense. Like, okay. Yeah. You want to, you're obviously there to stick around. I think the, it's the subtext is you're there because you want to be there with, for the kids. One of whom who looks exactly like you. And the other one who kind of looks like Peter, who knows what. So but, what, you know, to, to test my understanding here. So she's with Paul. She's in a relationship with this guy. Yeah. They're like together and she's doing it for the kids, presumably. Is that right? Is that, is that like I'm basically up to speed there? Yeah, but again, Six months have passed. Has MJ ever heard of the concept of co parenting? And that exactly. generally, if you stay together for the kids, it goes yeah. terribly. Oh, a- Ashley, you need to know that the kids are like seven or eight years old. That's great. Six months yeah. have passed. Oh. That doesn't yeah. sound horribly familiar at all. <laughs> yeah, it, and exactly. And Ashley, you were touching exactly on my very point because why do you have to be with Paul in order to raise these kids? That's like unless, MJ. You're a modern woman. You can understand yeah. that you can amicably, successfully parent, child, you know, children with one man while actually being in a relationship with someone you're happy with, and that's mm-hmm. much healthier for everyone involved instead of forcing yourself to yeah. agonize through. All of this mess, apparently. Mr. And so the, the, says, Peter and Mary Jane's kids from Ma- Brand New Day. She was pregnant at the time of the deal with the devil. I don't. There think, you go. I'm not Good sure grief. that's going to be it. Because all we, so because Mephisto's so, the father. Well, here's the thing. All we know is that <laughs> Peter and MJ were going to be living together, and then some dude showed up, like basically in a hail and says, "Oh, something talking about the road that played the blood." We then go jump to a point where Peter's in a craver looking like he's about to ready to basically pass a big giant load or from, from eating too much burritos or something, basically in a giant cradle in Pennsylvania. Then it jumps to six months later, and then we get this stuff, and we have no context for any of it. And because the whole thing is like, oh, you got to find out exactly what happened there. Jesus yeah. Christ, Marvel, this isn't freaking irreversible. <laughs> yeah, right. Like- <laughs> Mike, did we get cons out of you before we wrap it up? Uh, no, not yet. Um, let me, let me hear. Um, here's the thing. Now I actually got a lot of the context of this thing and I still hated it. Um, <laughs> I can kind of forget the, I can forgive the fact that this is like a crossover with a Hellfire Gala. I'm not really interested in. I can forgive the fact that, yeah, we got this whole thing where you basically requires you to actually read the Hellfire Gala. It's yeah. not that interesting. Some parts are, but then other parts are not. I can also forgive the fact that they're even, even if you do know the context of this thing, you still don't really get half of what's going on. What really got me was the last two pages of the thing, where again, it's all about whatever's going on with this relationship. Why? Like, like, like again, that whole thing, like where she says, Oh damn it, Peter, it's not about you. It's my responsibility. It's like, I thought you would know that. Yeah. Great. It would be nice. If we did get some context there, because it's it's one of these things that it, it falls into other big trope that I absolutely hate. It's about like when the characters actually know what's going on, but the readers don't. And they say, oh, can we talk about this? He says, he says well, I know. He says, you know why? And it's like, yeah, but the readers don't. We have forced intrigue. Yeah. It's just it's like biggest pet peeves. 
Yeah. It's like, cause again, we're dropping, like, is it worth like, if you actually, if you felt lost in this thing about dropping the middle of Zane, even those we've been reading those things that well from the beginning, we still don't know what going, what happened, what's going on. Mystery box. Mystery box. This yeah. attack on Titan. This is the friggin' basement all over again. Mm, yeah, probably. Yeah. That's why I stopped I mean, reading attack on Titan. I'm like, stop dragging it out. Stop with the, that's mm-hmm. not how you write entry. You don't be like, oh, just moving the goalpost and oh, the answer's over here. The answer's over here. It's just leading right. the reader by the nose like they're a freaking horse and expecting right. anyone to be excited by it. Like, mm, I hate yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. And this is, you. and then the last two pages pretty much spelled exactly one of the really bad reasons why this was a huge mistake for Zebwell to try to basically put this, this in media res storytelling thing that he tried to do and try to, as a, as a means of keeping, generating interest because now you're still in a situation where like, again, at some point you're going to have to go back and explain all this stuff Yeah. before we get the full cut name. It's, which like, is it's not in media's res if it needs a third of the book to be back, to be catch yep. up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So from what I'm hearing, this would have been so much better if the entire story of the issue had just been one issue of Peter going to the Hellfire Gala and riffing on everyone's outfits. Yeah, yeah, that would have been a much fun, more fun issue, and yeah. it would have got what they wanted, which is a tie-in, yeah. as opposed like, to look. Not everything needs to be high stakes melodrama. Sometimes we can just sit back and bitch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Very true. Mike, you got anything else that you didn't like? Any other comments? Jeez. Uh, um, well, let's see. I mean, I did like the thing because, I mean, and again, it's just one of these things where my biggest annoyance was just the fact that, again, it's it's all this stuff. But, yeah, but even as like a tie-in thing, and even they're trying to like, even the helicopter are trying to build this up, it was, it mounted to nothing. It was just like, oh, it's just, oh, oh, well, just basically another fight we're going to try to lead into another event kind of thing it's just at least it was speaking yeah. of speaking of marvel sent over preview for um uh, uh next mm-hmm. week's issue that's coming out let's pop it up mm-hmm. look we're tying into acts uh yep. so this is a, an avengers eternals x-men another x-men mm-hmm. tie-in in your spider-man book we're and still when stacy on it so let's take a look at the preview pages that marvel just sent over so um we have a guest artist John Romita Jr.'s gone. Zeb Wells is still uh, writing. I still can't get over the the phrase. Six months ago, Peter Parker did something. Oh, did you still have that? Me too, Peter. Me too. I did something six months ago, too. So, Ashley, you know how this past issue uh, caught us up on the Hellfire Gala. Now, this is catching us up with dialogue after dialogue after dialogue of a newscaster telling us what's happening in Axe. And so Spider-Man is hearing it and listening on his phone. And guess who he calls? Norman. He calls Tony Stark. Oh. He was like, what the hell? I'm getting a crossover again in the issue. And and then Iron Man catches him up. And and Neil, help me with Axe. They woke up an Eternal and they're, they're, uh, so they have 24 okay. hours to get judged. What? Okay. Well, I'm not Neil, but yeah. So what happened in Axe <laughs> is... Um, the Basically, they found out that the... Basically, the world found out that the mutants can basically just revive themselves. This got the Eternals all upset because, hey, we got them. We should have be the only ones to do that. So they decided to try to wipe out all the mutants. And the Avengers got involved like, oh, we got to stop this. So I know we'll, we're living in there. So the Avengers are living inside their current headquarters is literally the body of a Celestial. Right. And so Tony Stark and his infant wisdom is like talking to also with the other Eternals like, 
hey, what if we actually revive this thing? That way we can basically stop the Eternals and everything. Well, here's the thing. Um, once they revived this Eternal, the Eternals like, yeah, I've been looking at basically humanity, what you guys been doing, and it's like, yeah, you've got 24 hours before I basically decide to judge this planet or decide basically whether or not they're going to destroy it. Oh, and I mean, also I can relate to that at this point after reading this issue. Yeah. Oh, and so just to give you an idea of how judgmental the Celestial is, he looked at Captain America and basically says, yeah, you're basically a failure because you basically everything you basically tried to do as as your as a, as a herald of your country kind of thing. Yeah, you've. You've been finding you've been finding this site for how long? You've been been and nothing have you've done has actually gotten better. So you're basically thumbs down for you. And Cyclops, yeah, you basically can tell like it is. So thumbs up for you. So, so Peter in the preview says, "Okay, Tony. So if someone who should be dead shows up and stares at me in a very judgmental way, I'm probably not crazy." He, and Tony goes, "In this particular instance, no. Why do you ask? Oh." So we have Gwen Stacy with a Cyclops eye over here. That yeah, is the it, Celestial. Taking yeah, the Celestial form. is showing up as visions for everybody around the world. Well, that's So the Celestial is, is sending an image in Peter's brain, and it looks like Gwen Stacy. Yep. Yes. And that is the preview for next Wednesday. So not even yeah. the Celestial can let Gwen Stacy rest in peace. Yeah. And can't basically, give her a different outfit either. Yeah. Well, so basically <laughs> no. the whole issue is going to be the Celestial is going to try to judge Peter Parker whether he's worthy or not basically again because he's trying to judge like every single person yeah that sounds pretty bad man that that sounds like another d issue i'm calling it now (laughs) i love when comics like stumble all over the uh the awareness of the limitations of their own genre right like oh look these people are all unworthy because they're not allowed to actually you know grow and change and develop because we have to keep publishing issue after issue for year after year Mm -hmm. ad nauseum Mm-hmm. All right, let's wrap it up. Tyler, give me a final thought on this these last two books. Uh, I don't want any more mutants in my Spider-Man <laughs> comics. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Same. Sarah, final thoughts? Less tie-ins, please. Sounds like we're getting more next issue. <laughs> Denied, Sarah. You get more. <laughs> Ashley, final thoughts on this very confusing comeback tour. I have to go to bed tonight yeah, and then wake up in the morning and remember that I read this issue. Oh, that's, that, that does suck. <laughs> the Someone forgets things quite often. Let's go to JR for the final thoughts. Spider-Man on a glider. <laughs> Here, spin them all around. There you go. Yeah, that, that issue was an A compared to what we just read. We've got our, our Halloween tie-in. Yeah. Mike, final thoughts. Uh, well, if you thought these comics were kind of a letdown, don't worry. We got our Patreon exclusive stuff. Yeah, look at you, Segway, my man. <laughs> there, well, you might actually have some actually somewhat decent comics to read. And yeah, you've probably got, some worse uh, than the ones we actually read, but I will leave that to Coming up yeah. at 9 o'clock. Uh, mm-hmm. Mike's here. We got Sarah going to talk. We got Tyler. Neil's going to join us. And we're going to review a lot of these books. Uh, Amazing Fantasy 1000, All Out Avengers. Uh, I've not read that. Tyler says it's hot garbage. Uh, <laughs> we'll get there. We got Spider-Man 2099 Exodus. 2099 Norman fighting uh, Sp- uh, Miguel, JR. Does that make you excited? 
Well, it, I've already read it. It, it didn't. Uh, but, <laughs> oh, but, but they are. Sorry, go on. No, no, no. I was about to say four issues. You know, what were the first four issues of this thing about? Holy cow. Nothing. I, mean, I, I burn stole them, but I mean, it was all, it was all just like treading water, you know, I mean, running Awful. in place until this issue. So. We've got the religious new fantastic four, uh, three right. issues of that. We got venom, uh, Tyler will tackle. We got carnage spider punk. Our biggest spider punk fan. I know is Sarah. She'll be tackling that. And we've got some savage Avengers. Uh, etc. So patreon.com slash crawlspace. You will Brad rewind for a second. Religious Fantastic Four. Oh yes. Yeah. Are they like Mormons? No. It's Mr. Priest. uh, Yeah. Or Father Priest. Yeah. Father Priest. His last name is Priest. Father Priest. It's yeah. Has has anyone been exercised yet? Uh, Not yet. They're getting a lot of exercise but not exercised. Yeah. Because it is involved. Does the comic need to be exercised? If you didn't didn't like 2099, Norman Osborn, don't worry. We have two other ultimate Normans we'll we'll be seeing. There's the the green lawn goblin, and then there's also the fairy godmother. In what book? Fairy godmother. I love it. In what book? That's in the the Edge of Spider-Verse. Oh, oh, Lord. And (laughs) don't forget, there's also the amazing fantasy 1000 yeah we have that which is basically another right. another because we can't have we can't have celebrate spider-man 60th anniversary with just one anniversary issue we got to have another one right so is that one in the future going to sell for a thousand and twenty dollars mm, good uh, question was that a ten dollar book by the way um probably i think probably so it was yeah yeah um if if you do want to show jr i did just get a picture oh uh, okay is, yeah i do want to get jr's reaction Oh, so who who is uh, this Tyler and Jr? <laughs> let's see your reaction. Green Goblin on a lawn more. I'm gonna cherish this. Oh come on, that's funny. I mean, that's everything better. That is. Fu- I mean, come on. That I mean, that's you, amazing. That is funny. Look, he's got a sweater vest. Yeah. <laughs> oh, like that makes me feel so much better. I'm that, like, that, I have uh, to go. I have to wake up knowing that, that I read that, issue nine three, but I have to wake up and, and I saw that. Pete, Pete Spider-Man is, is, is. <laughs> Spider-Man. Also, uh, along with uh, the Patreon show that's coming up in just a few minutes, uh, Jr. and I will be back tomorrow night for Count Them for Spider Histories. We've got uh, September, October, November, and December. The rest of the year, we're recording in one night, and we're tackling some classic books called <laughs> Spider-Man. Uh, what are they called? The, the planet of the symbiote story. Symbiotes and the super, not only that, but there's also because they're fantastic flip books. Yes. We have another story in them as well. Oh, so, yeah. oh Ben Riley, Ben Riley doing a McFarlane you, This is post. for the fans. You oh, man. asked for it. Yeah. The fans did ask, ask for it. For also, anything. we're wrapping up December with the mad Do- dog. Ward, the Mad Dog Ward, yeah. Uh, for Christmas. Just in time for Christmas, we take you to an insane asylum because <laughs> you demanded it. So, all well, right. Can you say that the writers are victim blaming fans at this point? You asked for this. Yeah. <laughs> now we're doing the same damn thing. <laughs> all right. We will be back in just a few minutes on patreon.com slash crawlspace exclusively. Thank you all for watching. It's been a boy. 
All right, that's a wrap on this episode. Before we go, Patreon members made it possible for you to listen to it. They logged on to patreon.com slash crawlspace. And I want to give them a nice shout out at the end of this episode for all the members that are active. Uh, so we've got uh, Gene, we've got Ghost Spider 2018, JR, uh, Robert Scott, Vinkman, Beautiful Vosh, Adam, Brian, Cyberweasel, Frazetta Hulk, Frederick, Jacob, James, Jesse, John P., Josh, Kelly, Laura, Matthew, Matthew Kyle, Matthew R. We've also got Noah, Ryan, Sarah, Scott S., Scott F., and Scott M. That's a lot of Scots. We've got Will, and hashtag something good for you. AJ, Andrew, Anthony, Craig, Dow, Datboy, Donnie, Haskimo. I'm going to skip this one. Uh, Ira, Jay, JB, Jared, John, Curtis, Mitzi86, Patrick, Ryan, Sailor Sega, Steven, Stewart, and Symbio Bro, and Toby Z. Again, they logged on to patreon.com slash crawlspace, and they are supporting this podcast and also helping support the podcast and, and the website and the costs that come with it, which are not cheap for hosting a popular website and a popular podcast. As a thank you, they get episodes like this one you just listened to. They get it three weeks early. Uh, this particular one they've had for three weeks. They also get an exclusive podcast where we review all the Spider Satellite titles, like the upcoming Dan Slot book. We're going to tackle that on Spider Satellites. Uh, the Venom book, the Carnage book, and the Fortnite Spider-Man book. Oof. You don't want to miss our reviews on those. Uh, the bad ones are fun to review. I don't know if you know that yet, but uh, they are. Uh, one more time, patreon.com slash crawlspace. Thanks to each and every member for your support. 